Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Um, well, I had a chance to sit down and take a listen to the album, and I have to say it's an absolutely amazing album, and it's such an in-depth uh, topic and that you guys are looking at in this album. I was wondering if you could start off by telling us a little bit about where the idea came from for this album. Well, um, basically for this record, for this uh, <laughs> different to the previous one, we were actually in a position that the music was uh, written first before we actually started thinking about the whole idea behind it. Um, the idea came to mind when I was listening to the material that was written and I saw that it was quite similar to um, pre our Precambrian record in 2007. It just had that same kind of vibe to it somehow. And uh, yeah, at the same time, it was almost the 10th anniversary of Precambrian and there was this this void, uh, both conceptually and musically, between uh, Precambrian and our 2010 record, Heliocentric, that we somehow just wanted to fill with like a bridge record, so to speak. And um, yeah, since the material was kind of doing that, because it had the heaviness of Precambrian, but at the same time, the the clean vocals of Fluik, our current vocalist that has been in the band since 2009 or since Heliocentric, it kind of made sense to, uh, to do that. And that's how we ended up uh, with the idea to continue with an album that conceptually continues with the Fenerozoic, which is the next uh, consecutive eon after the Precambrian, and which musically also kind of like glues uh, the, the old ocean um, of Precambrian together with the new ocean that uh, I consider to be the band since Heliocentric, basically, with Luik on vocals. Yeah, there's also a bit of a darkness in there as well, as you're looking at a time period where there was mass extinction events. How do you go about doing research into that um, time period and what happened during that time period? It's a really intriguing thing. I mean, I have an interest in uh, geography and, and Earth history. I, I even studied that, actually. So, um, yeah, it's it's just very interesting to, to read about all that that happened there. And I got more into the subject matter again now that I was, uh, you know, writing lyrics and doing some research about the record. But most of it had, had already been there and I was aware of it because uh, I was exposed to it during my studies. So I just did a bit of extra <laughs> reading. Um, but yeah, it, not in a way of like scientific uh, preparation or anything like that. You know, it's just like, uh, obviously, um, it, it is a loose concept. We're not singing about, uh, you know, the extinction of the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's it, if, if you write lyrics about a time when there were no humans on Earth, then uh, obviously you have to like tackle the subject in a metaphorical way somehow for in order for the lyrics to have relevance for humans feelings and matters and uh that's what we have done with pelagio our previous record which was the uh this journey from the surface to the bottom of the sea um and lyrically uh, analog to that journey it was a journey from the surface into the depths of the human mind so that was like this meta level for the lyrics that we had there and it's a little similar to uh, with fenerozoic now the the record lyrically is kind of like a record about concepts of time 
which obviously works very well within the context of these huge stretches of time that that is Earth's history and uh, perception of time and uh, the, the fact that there are certain things that repeat, uh, be it in our own lifespan or in the you know in, in Earth's history as a whole, and uh, that we cannot change. And how do we do go? How do we go about dealing with that? That's kind of like the the red thread that goes through the record here. Yeah, you said that you'd written a lot of the music before you even came up with the concept. You've been touring a lot over the last five years. How did you find time to actually... Did you write while you were on the road, and how did the recording process go? Uh, I did not write at all while on the road. I can't do that for some reason. I have to... (laughs) I can't write when I'm on tour. I can't really write when I'm at home either. I have to really self my uh, my comfort zone, so to speak, and put myself in a, in a, in a place where there's no distraction and uh, where I can really have that like wide open horizon that I just don't get in the city here. So I always go to a house uh, a house by the sea in Spain, which is where I wrote the, the previous four records as well, and Fenrozoic 2, always over the course of the summer of the past two or three years. And as soon as I'm there, I uh, instantly get into writing mode. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just great to be, you know, exposed to to the ocean and <laughs> and to nature there. And that, that has a very positive effect on my creativity. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the, the, the material for uh, Phanerozoic 1 and 2, you know, there is a second part coming out in yeah. 2020. Yeah. All that material was written over the course of the past two summers in that house in, in Spain, basically. What is it about nature that inspires you so much? Because your music is so atmospheric. What is there in nature that you connect with that gives you that emotion that you write with? It somehow just feels like... Uh, well, it's a bit like when, when, I, when I listen to the stuff that I write and I close my eyes and try to visualize that somehow, I always end up with... Uh, with, with images of, of nature, of, uh, you know, erupting volcanoes or, like, uh, raging stormy seas. It just seems very fitting and very appropriate somehow. Uh, um, when you listen to this kind of, like, heavy riff-based music, you know, that's the images that come to mind very easily and, uh, and, and vice versa the other way around. It's, uh, it is that when I'm close to nature or in, in the middle of nature, it, it just, like, has this effect that I have ideas that need to be... Uh, <laughs> That need to be like put in form and, and written down, or whatever it is. It uh, I can't really tell you what it is. It's, inspiration is a weird phenomenon, you know. Yes. Yeah. This black box, and there's an input and there's an output, and the input is like, uh, yeah. In this in this case, uh, hostile nature of times, not really more like dangerous nature i guess uh and the output is, is the music that i write and what happens in this black box i really tell you it's a it's a mysterious process and i think it's better not to over that too much uh and to just let it happen and rely on the fact that yeah it's amazing how your environment can have that effect on you i found out just recently that I was in Thailand and I wrote an entire film script in three days while I was there, something that would normally take me months when I'm back here in the city. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robin, I have yeah, to... It's, it's... Yeah, go ahead. It's like that. Every, every time I go to uh, to this, this place in, in, in Spain, it just happens naturally. You know, I didn't, don't need to 
go there with the intention even to write music. Uh, it's more like when I go there to just chill out and I, <laughs> I will call my girlfriend to bring my guitar when I for, forgot it or when I didn't even intend to bring it, you know, because when I'm there, it just happens naturally. Yeah. Robin, you're heading to Australia for Progfest, which we are really, really excited about. How do you think these tracks are going to go live? Because they're so intricate. I think it's going to be awesome. We actually already uh, rehearsed them at the beginning of the year. Um, we spent a month rehearsing every day, which is actually the first time ever that we did that <laughs> for this record, uh, which also makes uh, Fanerozoic very different from the from the previous record, Pelagial, which was a total studio record, you know, that was recorded first, and then we start worrying about how to how to do that live. We're not in that position now because we actually rehearsed the songs very well and we knew exactly what we wanted to do when we entered the studio. And uh, yeah, from remembering the rehearsal sessions in January, I can safely say that it works out awesome live. The material works really well. It's really fun to play also. And um, it's interesting that you say it's, it's so intricate. Uh, to me, it feels like rather stripped down compared to Pelagial, which was really overloaded with uh, like ideas somehow. And these songs are really kind of stripped down poor for me at least that's how it feels yeah. um you know it's it's slower altogether it's it's more riff oriented um and there's a lot of electronic textures happening that i guess make it feel intricate but for that we have a new band member who will take care of that life so i'm, I'm not worried about that at all and uh we'll see how it goes we're just starting a pre-production session actually next monday for about a week before we go out on our european tour then we will fine-tune all the material and work on a light show as well and uh yep in january then we're taking it uh to australia and I'm very much looking forward to that i was going to ask you that how do you feel about coming to australia for progfest progfest has grown into this massive festival here now how do you guys feel about coming down headlining it it's awesome. It's a great chance and a great, uh, yeah, a great chance to be able to do that. I'm super excited. I haven't been to Procfest yet, but it's uh, the same promoter that has brought us over the last two times, and we know that it's going to go very well because they work really hard on uh, making things <laughs> work in Australia, and we're very thankful for, to them for that. And uh, yeah, from what I heard, it's uh, it's great venues. Um, it's going to be lots of people, and uh, I haven't really. Uh, seen the up yet that's that it's going to be next year but i think it's going to be great and we're super excited to do that and, and there's also going to be some extra um side shows happening um before Brockfest. so we're also looking forward to that awesome it's going to be absolutely magnificent robin we are running right out of time but i just wanted to ask before we go is there anything you want to say to your australian fans before they head out and grab a copy of this new album and also grab tickets to your shows in australia uh, I think you pretty much covered everything. We're super stoked to get back there. We love touring Australia. It's going to be our uh, fourth time actually that we make it over there. So it's it's a place that we uh, that yeah that, that we all love very much. And I could actually imagine myself living there at one point in time very well. So yeah, we're super excited to get back. Check out the record. Uh, what it it's uh, the streets on. I think it's also November second in Australia. There's it is. Uh, a license release on wild thing records so make sure to check that out awesome well robin thank you so much for chatting to us tonight and uh, we can't wait to see you here in january excellent see you out there thanks man awesome thanks mate have a great night you too all bye. right bye every day we rise 
challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.